Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 133. Crying after sex, but not the happy kind of tears. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode. So I recently thought back on a time when I literally cried after my husband and I had been intimate. This was about two years after we had been married. Now, nothing had gone wrong in our intimate session. Nick had been a perfect gentleman. He was being very sweet. He was trying to attend to my needs. And I didn't experience any kind of physical pain. On the outside, it would seem that the experience was quite lovely. But on the inside, I was actually quite a mess. All of those negative feelings from that night carried over into the next day. And I started to cry all over again. Now, I don't remember all of the reasons I cried that night, but I do remember this. I remember thinking that intimacy and everything related to it seemed to come so easy for Nick. Like he didn't have to put as much effort into it. He didn't seem to struggle with it like I was struggling with it. And to be real, I was kind of even jealous about that. And it seemed a bit unfair to me. And then I actually started to believe that perhaps it was supposed to be easier for me, but that since it wasn't, there must be something wrong with me. Now, this is not a fun place to be in the beginning of your marriage or at the beginning of your intimate life together. It seemed to me that since it is part of human nature, to have sex, to reproduce, and to keep the human population going, that sex should, therefore, come naturally. And yet it seemed to not come so naturally to me and seemed to be quite complicated in reality. It never even crossed my mind that there might be a purpose in it being a challenge and that there would be value in a husband and wife being on opposite sides of the sexual spectrum. Now, as I sat there crying that morning, being all upset about the challenges of intimacy, a new thought came to my mind. It was simply a new thought and not even a solution. But a new thought made all the difference. My new thought was, I don't want to be mad about sex for the rest of my life. So I better figure this out. That one sentence carried a lot of meaning with it. Within that one sentence, I also knew that I didn't want to be mad at Nick for the rest of my life and mad at him for wanting to be intimate with me for the rest of his life and for the rest of my life. I also didn't want to be mad at the entire concept of sex for the rest of my life or mad at other people for not teaching me more about these kinds of things. 
I didn't want to be mad at the concept of marriage and think that I was only good for one thing and that the other parts of me and who I was were no longer needed and no longer valuable. I for sure knew that I did not want to live the rest of my life with so much anger because I knew that the result would be that I would be feeling miserable for the rest of my life. That morning, I decided to stop being mad at sex and to start figuring out how I would improve things for myself. Now, as I have reflected on this experience over the years, I love that it only took one thought for me to start to feel better about things and to start to approach things differently. And I want to point out that the one thought I had was not even the solution, but it was a decision. And when we make a decision to do something that will improve our lives, and especially our relationships, we will feel better. Now, one of the main things that I didn't know back then was that most men experience spontaneous arousal, which requires absolutely no effort on their part. This is the way they are created. Their penis stands erect, sends a signal to the brain, they notice it, And then they think, dang, I'm aroused. And then they are ready to go. This is easy for them and does not require them to think much about their own arousal. But for most women, we experience a different type of arousal. One that is receptive to stimuli that's around us and responsive to what is going on in our environment and in our lives. If a lot of stressful things are happening in our environment, we might find it extremely challenging to find things around us that will actually help stimulate us in feeling like we want to be intimate. So our arousal takes a little more work, but this work can be fun. But I really want to offer a new point of view when it comes to male and female arousal so that we don't just get stuck in the that's not fair that it's so easy for the men debate in our mind. This actually has nothing to do with fairness. Nothing in life is fair. There's no guarantee anywhere that when we were born, we would experience full fairness in every aspect of our lives so that life could just be easy for us. And yet we deeply want this to be the argument when it comes to sex. So let's raise our maturity level with the way that we think about our differing arousing styles and move away from the fairness argument and focus instead on one that is based in reality and in accordance with how our bodies are actually designed. Our bodies are meant to respond differently. So now our job is to go about making the best of those differences and even better, to make it meaningful. Because when we make it meaningful, it sure feels way better and it's way more fun. So I want to point out that having a receptive and responsive arousal system, which is what the majority of women have, means we have a superpower that comes along with it. It is a power of creativity, of adding beauty, and of making something even better. 
I don't know if any of you have ever seen the quote that was going around on all of the socials a few months ago about the power of a woman and what she can do when she is given something. The original quote is by a guy named Eric Gray. And the quote goes like this, whatever you give a woman, she will make greater. If you give her sperm, she'll give you a baby. If you give her a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a smile, she'll give you her heart. She multiplies and enlarges what is given to her. So if you give her any crap, be ready to receive a ton of shit. Now, I love this quote. It is so funny and so true about what women can do. Now, let's think about this when it comes to the intimate experience. When we create an atmosphere and a romantic environment where our senses, our five senses, are receiving and responding to the lit scented candle and super soft sheets, we are creating a greater experience for ourselves than what would be experienced if we left it to the spontaneous arousal system of our spouse alone. When we decide that we don't want to be mad at sex anymore, we acknowledge, embrace, and act on what we do have, and then we make it even greater. Having the receptive and responsive arousal type is totally normal. And yet, since most women don't know this about themselves, they haven't tapped into it yet and are probably unaware of the awesome effectiveness that their senses can have on their sexual experience. If you haven't known this about yourself yet, there is so much room for development, discovery, and improvement. And this is fabulous news. So please do not continue to be mad at sex when you don't have to be. Just add some elements that get your senses involved. If women are given the concept of sex, how will we make it even greater? Not greater just for your spouse, but greater for yourself. When we decide to make it greater for ourselves, that's when we will start to feel better about it. One of the beauties of adding specific elements that enhance our senses is that it also allows us to have a heightened state of awareness. Think of all the beautiful thoughts you can choose to have when you get the matches out and light a scented candle. You could think, I wonder what it will be like to breathe in the fragrance of this bergamot candle when we start kissing tonight. Or you could think, I bet I would feel really confident if I put the candle over here this time. Or you could even think, I wonder what it would feel like to have a sip of something super cold right when things are really heating up. Taking just a minute or two to think about involving our senses can do wonders for us earlier in the day as we dream of how we will create romance for ourselves later on. And when the evening shenanigans begin and we have added these elements to enhance our senses, we can become more alive to the sensations of our skin, 
our neck, and how we are experiencing things all the way down to our toes. It becomes more of a full body experience that takes us away from the heaviness of life rather than just something uneventful. Pleasure itself can become more accessible and fulfilling when our senses are involved. Since most women experience receptive and responsive arousal, the thoughts that run through our mind about what's happening in our environment and in our surroundings are one of the biggest obstacles we are faced with. But when we get our senses involved, we can turn our mind to the sensations our body is experiencing in the moment so that our thoughts don't take us out of the moment. I love the phrase, perhaps the best present is to be present. Not only does this have to do with our physical presence, but also with our mental presence. It will be very difficult to become aroused and to enjoy intimacy tonight if our mind is focused on our grocery list for tomorrow. When a woman can accept her style of arousal and really embrace it, she will put forth the effort to advocate for it and include it in her life. And when this happens on a more consistent basis, something amazing actually happens. The more we become alive to our own arousal style and make sure that it's an integral part of our experience, the more we become alive to even more things in our environment. And the more things we we become alive to and that get our senses excited, the easier arousal can become. And if there are more things in our environment that can contribute to our arousal, we may even find that it is easier to be aroused and perhaps even experience spontaneous arousal like our husbands do. If this seems impossible to imagine right now, it could easily be because your natural arousal style has been neglected for so long. The sexual side of your body could easily be starving for the proper elements it needs to feel fulfilled. If you ever have cried after having sex and it wasn't the happy kind of tears, now is the time to take a closer look at this concept. Really think about what is holding you back. We really need to remember that the most important thing we bring to the intimate experience are the thoughts we have going into it. The thought I had that second year of marriage where I didn't want to be mad at sex for the rest of my life led me to look at sex differently from that point on, believing that I would figure it out. And once I looked at sex differently and thought about my personal approach to it differently, that's when I started to feel differently about it. And I actually felt better. I thought about it differently from that moment on and became open to learning things for my own reasons, for my own experiences, and for my own personal development. The same thing can happen for you. You don't need to have a new thought that has all the solutions right now, but you do need a thought that will help you make the decision to do things differently moving forward. If you need help with that, That's what I am here for. And there's going to be a very special bonus for anyone who joins the Make It Meaningful membership within the first three days of us launching it, 
which will be on February 1st. And that will be so valuable when it comes to working through some of these challenges. Now, husbands and wives were created with different and unique arousal styles. And we are not meant to change each other's arousal styles. We were meant to understand them and to find the avenues where they can work together in a way that is actually better than if both spouses just tried to change to one type of arousal and tried to be something that they were not just so things could be easy. That will just create its own level of anger and resentment. Being the same is not the goal. Gaining an understanding of each spouse's arousal style may bring about some changes here and there. And the types of changes that come with real understanding are often the good and valuable kinds of changes. Now, this next week, let's see if we can add at least one thing to our intimate experience that will get our senses involved. And let's stop being mad at sex and see if we can do something about it with our thoughts. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join us again next week.